Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in to another episode of the There Is No Quit Mindset Podcast. I'm your host, Joshua Baumgarten. This episode is about CrossFit, the good, the bad, and the beautiful. For the last six years, or six and a half years, CrossFit's kind of been my primary form of exercise overall. Prior to that, I was doing a lot of weightlifting and general strength training while still playing soccer and doing Muay Thai and having a good time with fitness. I chose CrossFit because I like the competitive aspect of it and that's why I originally got into it. Little did I know that probably wasn't the best approach to it and that's something I'm going to address in this podcast. As someone that's owned two gyms, one of them a CrossFit affiliate, which I owned for almost four years, and prior to that, I owned a smaller gym in which I ran CrossFit-style classes, but without the branding of CrossFit, and now I work in a CrossFit gym owned by someone else, and I've visited several different CrossFit gyms, and I know several different CrossFit gym owners, I feel fairly qualified to present some stuff to you in regard to the good aspects of CrossFit, the bad aspects of it, and the beautiful aspects of it. I think most most people look at it as an all or nothing sort of thing. You either love it or you hate it. I think um, it's not so black and white. A mistake a lot of people make when it comes to CrossFit is that each person's experience at any gym will be completely different based on what time they go, who's coaching a class, the structure of the class, the vibe of the other members in the gym that day, the culture of the specific gym they visit, and the workout of the day, and and many other things. And I'll address several of those points in this episode. So thanks for tuning in. I hope you enjoy this episode, talking about something that I love, but that doesn't mean I'm totally oblivious to the really ridiculous shit that goes on in CrossFit gyms. Enjoy. As I said in the intro, I've been in the CrossFit industry for a long time, but I've been in the fitness industry even longer. For about 10 and a half years now, fitness has been my life. I've been teaching people about exercise, quality movement, Nutrition, strength training, conditioning, all kinds of stuff. I've done it in places like where I got my start in 24-hour fitness. I've done it in independent personal training gyms, like the one that I started my first business in. I've done it in a gym in which I was running CrossFit classes at the same time as my business partner was running kickboxing classes on the other side of the gym. And we also had yoga classes going on. I've done them... I've done it in multiple CrossFit gyms uh, all over California and have even worked out in other places in other states. And I'm big on observing things. I'm big on understanding that there's way more to fitness than simply the physical aspect of it. In the first episode of this podcast series, I talk about how the American perception of fitness is totally out of whack, where we place such a high emphasis on the superficial, like the aesthetics of someone's body, or the time on the clock, or the weight on the bar, that we miss out on some of the things that it takes to create a healthy mind, like a positive self-image, or creating support groups for others, and 
helping people avoid the negative self-talk that goes on in a lot of places in an effort to raise the mental and physical health and fitness of everyone that we're around. This whole episode is specifically about CrossFit, although you could easily see the parallels between what I'm going to talk about with CrossFit and you know weightlifting gyms and maybe even things like yoga studios that might not have uh, kind of a great environment or kickboxing gyms or boot camps or just about any kind of fitness going as far as Zumba. Every single place where fitness happens in a group setting will probably have some aspects and some characteristics of what I'm about to talk about in regard to CrossFit. I'm going to go over these things in a kind of a compliment sandwich order, which for those of you that love CrossFit, where you drank the Kool-Aid and you think it's the end-all be-all of fitness, I think you'll feel really good about some of the first parts I'm saying. I think some of the middle parts I'm saying you might have some issues with, but understand that these are my observations. This is my opinion and also know that I've probably spent on average, I don't know, eight hours in a gym, five days a week for the last, like I said, 10 years in a variety of gyms and a variety of places. I know other gym owners, other coaches, and I've had thousands of conversations with athletes from all over the place, varying skill levels, socioeconomic backgrounds, religious beliefs, and just about every difference you can think of. And I've learned a ton about people, what they think about themselves, and what they think about others in regard to this stuff. So let me start with some of the good aspects of CrossFit. If you walk into the right gym at the right time, you're probably bound to meet some pretty cool people. And cool is totally subjective because I know that I've encountered some people that some people think are really cool where I think, uh, I don't know, that person seems really pretentious and condescending and I'm, I'm sure they're nice and I'm sure they're, sure they're cool to some people, but across the board, they might not be consistent. But, but for the most part, I think the majority of gyms that people go into you're going to meet some really awesome people because when you suffer together, like you know this self-imposed suffering that we encounter when we perform high-intensity interval training or really brutal workouts, as some might say, that suffering bonds people. And that's been happening since the beginning of time. It's one of the reasons human beings are tribal by nature. And when you go through gnarly shit together, you bond tighter. It's something I experienced when I was a ranger as well. The The dudes I served with and I went through really intense training and lots of other things together that a lot of people might not experience. And that brought us closer as you know, a family. And a lot of you have probably heard the saying, you don't have to be blood to be family. And that's how a lot of people feel about the people they work out with in CrossFit gyms. And that's a pretty awesome thing. Another great thing about CrossFit is that some people get so into it, which is cool and not cool, but that's the thing they love. So they exercise and they create consistent exercise habits because they're going and doing something that they believe is fun and good for them. And it is because the enemy isn't other forms of exercise. The enemy is 
an American society in which I mentioned in episode one of this podcast, damn near 70% of the populace is overweight or obese. I mean, the majority of people in America today are addicted to processed foods, whether they like to admit it or not. They're, they drink more alcohol than they should. And don't get me wrong, I like to party too, but there's something called balance that we all need to be aware of. Um, f- fast food is something that people get after all the time. And although we have more access to information about proper nutrition and how we should exercise, People either go to an extreme in the bad way or they go to an extreme in the good way, which ends up making it bad. But that side tangent, apart from what I'm saying, people get off the couch and they move. And that's a really cool thing about CrossFit. And it's something that should be appreciated, which I think should be appreciated about every aspect of every type of exercise that people choose to do. Just simply not sitting in front of the TV all day, every day is good. It is good to move. Another cool thing about CrossFit is that people learn about themselves. Now, this can send people in a couple different directions. They could either start to feel really good about themselves or they can start getting into um, really negative thought patterns when it comes to comparing themselves to others when it, in relation to a time on a clock or a weight on a bar. And they don't appreciate their own efforts, which is super disheartening to see as a coach and someone that cares about people so much, is to see someone accomplish something or even acquire a new skill because they earn it. You have to earn things, which uh, it might surprise you to know. I've seen adults throw so many temper tantrums out of frustration with lifts, gymnastics, time on a clock, and I feel comfortable acknowledging this type of stuff because I was someone that made those mistakes when I first started. I didn't have a coach and my training partner made an effort to help me, but I was a stubborn asshole. I embodied the worst parts of CrossFit for a long time, which is another reason I feel qualified to record this episode. But in the process of learning about yourself in, in relation to exercise in a CrossFit gym, You're going to be moving some heavy weight sometimes and you have to address certain fears. And when you overcome those fears about moving heavy weight or performing a gymnastics movement or about working out in front of other people, you're going to learn and discover things about yourself that you might not discover in other gyms. Or had you not decided to go down the path of CrossFit, which is, depending on where you go, a pretty challenging fitness regimen to subscribe to. And another good thing about CrossFit is when done correctly, when done correctly, let me emphasize that because there are rules for human movements and movement standards, which sadly people ignore. I'll get into that in a bit. People get stronger when they move correctly consistently. And that is a thing that happens in many CrossFit gyms. And that is an awesome thing. Another thing that happens is people get faster. They get in better condition. Their hearts get stronger. Their lungs get stronger. Their muscles have greater endurance. They can do more for longer periods of time. And that's a really cool thing. People can play with their kids. They can just go on hikes. They can do all kinds of things that maybe they weren't able to do before they started doing CrossFit. And that's a really cool thing about CrossFit is that A lot of people that gave up on fitness for a bit because they went to 24 or LA Fitness or Anytime Fitness, Fitness 19, 
or they did boot camps or yoga or whatever and it just didn't tickle their pickle in the right way, they get into this and they feel better all around and they do things they never thought they could do. And getting back to the movement standards thing, when people are committed to quality movement, they move better and they feel better. Their joints aren't achy, it relieves lower back pain, it relieves neck pain, shoulder pain, it's a huge stress relief. And that's a bunch of incredible stuff. There are a lot of good qualities about doing CrossFit if it's done the right way, all right? CrossFit is a tool for fitness, but any tool used improperly can do more harm than good. If you go to the wrong gym or you have the wrong coach or it's a wrong workout and someone doesn't believe in the infinitely scalable philosophy which the creator of CrossFit put out, which sadly most gyms get so caught up or a lot of gyms get so caught up in the competitive aspect of it that they ignore it. And it's pretty wild stuff when people are ignoring the way the human body should move. We have one body. We should probably take care of it. And movement standards exist for a reason. And like I said, when they are subscribed to, people move better and they feel better pretty much all the time. And that's cool. Now I want to dip my toes in the water of the bad aspects of CrossFit. And it's not so much that CrossFit itself is inherently bad because it's not. It's simply a a marketable idea about fitness that takes a bunch of different parts of fitness and it puts them under an umbrella. And that umbrella is the CrossFit brand because in reality, CrossFit is some weightlifting, some gymnastics, some high-intensity interval training, some plyometric training, some core work, some bodybuilding. It's just a, a very smart person slapped a label on it and said, oh, I'm going to make this a thing. And that's a cool thing. But like I said, there's a lot of other stuff that goes along with it. So this, there's no inherently bad things about CrossFit. Aside from the way I think it gets marketed to most people, that's a pretty disgusting thing. But CrossFit itself is not bad, but certain gyms, certain places have some bad things and I want to address those. Because if they aren't kept in check, they can spiral out of control and create some really toxic little subcultures um, within gyms that really turn people off to something that could be really great for them. The first thing I want to address is that you're getting a different product everywhere you go with CrossFit. You could go to a gym in one part of town and have the best experience of your life and go, man, CrossFit is amazing. Your friend goes to another CrossFit gym a mile and a half away and they say, you got to check out my gym too. I love that you're doing CrossFit now. Come down here. And you go to their gym and you go, what the fuck is happening? What did I just walk into? This is not safe. These people are going to hurt themselves. They don't seem to care about each other. They're not supporting each other. This is nonsense. Where's the coach? Someone call 911. Because everybody looks like their spine is about to come out of their asshole. And this happens everywhere. Every state, every country, there are huge differences between gyms. And unfortunately, until I can create the time to create some sort of product quality control 
for CrossFit gyms, which is something I'm working on in my head, you're going to get a different product everywhere. Some gym owners will, will hold their coaches to a high standard. Some will not. Ultimately, the coaches control the culture within the gym if the gym owner is not on the gym floor all the time. So it's all about the relationships, the experiences, and the amount of care that the coaches put in to coaching people. That's the experience. That is the product. And if it's different everywhere, but people don't know that it's different everywhere, you get a lot of differing perceptions of what CrossFit is or how it should be done. And people might disagree with how I believe it should be done. I believe movement standards should be upheld. I believe in long, like viewing things as a cost-benefit analysis when it comes to putting a weight on a bar or performing certain movements. I, I think long-term, I think big picture. And a lot of that has to do with my experience as a personal trainer prior to going into group training. It's, hey, why are you doing this? And if your answer isn't, I'm going to regionals or I'm going to the games, then 99.9% of the people should be doing it to feel good and shouldn't be risking life and limb for a couple more seconds on the workout of the day so they can get at the top of the leaderboard, which no one on planet Earth gives a fuck about anyway because it has no bearing on who you are as a person or how you treat people. And a lot of times the people that chase the leaderboard or they chase the weight the most are performing competition in a very unhealthy way. And I think there is such a thing as a positive competitive mindset and a negative competitive mindset. And I believe in that because I used to have a very negatively competitive mindset, which I'll address as I go forward with this. And it took a lot of mistakes to understand how incorrect I was to approach things that way. And shifting gears to a more positive competitive mindset where I think, well, I want everybody to do their best. I'll do my best without risking horrible, horrible injury because what do I stand to gain? And everybody can win because it's fitness and we should all be in this together and we should be supporting everybody all the time. But that's where egos get involved. And egos in CrossFit gyms and weightlifting gyms, any gym, big egos can destroy a culture or at least water down something that should be a really good product. And this is, it's generally with men, but I've also seen it with women too. When egos get involved, people go for lifts they shouldn't, they compromise movement standards, they increase their risk of injury, they do a bunch of wazoo shit that is totally unnecessary to feed their ego that exists in that gym setting. And a lot of it, or at least this is how it was for me when I was chasing all that shit, was to feed some part of me that needed this score or that time or that weight to feel good about myself because I wasn't living my life in the best manner that I could outside of the gym. And I know based on conversations I've had with people, men and women of all different ages and athletic backgrounds, that I'm not the only one that has ever experienced that or made that mistake. Because we in the United States at the very least are really ego-driven culture. Everything, well not everything, a lot of things in this culture tell us it's me before we and I think that's wrong and people carry that mindset into their gyms because maybe that's how it is in their workplace or maybe that's how their family was or maybe that's how it was when they were a competitive athlete in high school, college, semi-pro or professional level. 
But I personally have seen it do way more harm than good in a CrossFit gym or in a variety of CrossFit gyms because I visited other places, I've seen them, and I've, you, know, you see stuff on social media, you observe the CrossFit games, you see how people treat each other. And although there are many, 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 many places where people keep their egos in check and they bust their asses and they work super hard anyway and they support the shit out of other people, there's also a ton of gyms where that ego-driven culture is fucking poison and it's hard to watch. Another bad thing about CrossFit is the risk of injury. A large part of the risk of injury isn't because movements are inherently bad, so I would like to make that very clear. Injuries happen because people don't listen to coaches that are giving them good advice or there are bad coaches or people just don't give a fuck and they go, I'm trying CrossFit on my own and then they hurt themselves because they have no guidance whatsoever. Like for me, I started doing that on my own, hurt myself all the time, mostly because I was so ego driven and I just kept doing it because... I, it was just the hardest thing I had done since I had separated from the military. And, and it filled, filled that void for me. It filled that community void. It filled that, that suffering void. And it filled that void where I felt like I needed to challenge myself physically on a day-to-day basis. And I think CrossFit's kind of for people with ADD that don't want to do the same thing all day every day. But that injury thing, injury, risk of injury is inherent anytime we move. Anytime we're conscious, moving, awake, doing whatever there's a chance that we could get hurt. When I coached um, one of my friends, Vanessa, through regionals in 2014, she did like seven or eight events in three days, no injury whatsoever. I woke up to take a piss in the middle of the night and I damn near broke my toe because I stubbed it on my way to the bathroom. Like, that's it. But a lot of people associate CrossFit with an increased risk of injury, but there are several variables that go into stuff like that. And I think most people that hurt themselves in CrossFit gyms don't listen to the coaches or are ignored by coaches or are given poor guidance by coaches. So there's a lot of factors that go into it, and it's on us as the individuals, if we do get hurt, to understand what led to it because it's usually not somebody else's fault. Put that out there. Another potential negative aspect of CrossFit is bad programming. You'll have some gym owners and I venture to guess these are gym owners that care more about money than they care about people, which I detest. I don't understand how you get in the business of helping people and somehow place a higher value on the dollar than you do on the people entrusting you with their health and well-being. I think that is disgusting, but bad programming is a real thing, all right? The overuse injuries for shoulders or too much of this, too much of that, not enough core work, not enough accessory work. People get so caught up in time on the clock and weight on the bar that they forget how to create balance. There's not enough unilateral movement in some gyms. There's too much barbell in some gyms. There's too much gymnastics in others. There has to be balance. And although there are many, many, there's a ton of gyms where there is great programming. And a lot of gyms are art. And it's on us as the individual, if we're shopping for a gym, to look and observe or ask questions 
of the person writing the program if you can see them face to face or send an email if you can't or ask the gym owner the why behind the what. Because if we're mindlessly following a program without asking questions, then we're making a tremendous mistake. But I also think that goes way back into our education system, this lack of questioning, because we're taught to memorize, regurgitate, and follow the rules. We are not taught to question. And I didn't really start questioning enough stuff till I started getting into philosophy real hard. And that has helped me learn so much more, so much faster because I ask the why behind the what. So if you are looking for a CrossFit gym or you are in a CrossFit gym, ask why things are the way they are. And if you don't get an explanation that satisfies you, look for another place. Or but like talk to the owner, talk to the coach about, hey, can we do this better? Like quality control can be created by the members of a gym. So always remember that. Um, once again, I already addressed the owners that don't care thing. I've already touched on bad coaching or no coaching. All right. It, it's tough to get people that care enough about other people to coach a group class for, I don't know, 15, 20, 25 bucks an hour, especially when a lot of members in a lot of gyms, a lot of gyms, don't respect someone in that position enough or there's not enough structure to support the coach or not enough guidance for the coach to feel valued or confident. And there's a ton of variables that go into that too. So if you are a member at a gym, uh, understand that coaching adults on exercise is not as easy as you think it is. I'm not saying it's the most difficult thing in the world. It is far from it. I have done far more challenging things in my life. But holy shit, have you ever attempted to wrangle up 20 adults Tell them what is in their best interest because you have years and years of experience and have them not verbally say go fuck yourself, but say go fuck yourself with their actions as they proceed to do a bunch of wazoo shit based on inherited or preconceived belief structures about what CrossFit is because it was marketed to them as a competition or because they were sold on the leaderboard is everything or the weight on the bar is everything. And if you don't do X, Y, Z, R, X, or die, wad killer for life, whatever it is, then you're not good enough. And that's when communication skills come in handy and patience is a virtue. And understand not every coach will be at a certain level. And it takes time to acquire the experience to really help people effectively and communicate to them that you do have their best interests at heart and that you have the knowledge to back it up. That's big stuff. So look for that. All right. Ask the why, ask for the why behind the what and pay attention to the coaches because a lot of times coaches care, but you don't listen because you're an adult and you obviously know what's best for you. But think about this. You signed up at a CrossFit gym and you pay a premium to go there because you didn't know what was best for you. Because if you did, you would do that shit on your own with no help because odds are you'd be intrinsically motivated and you wouldn't need to work out with a large group of people. And you wouldn't need a coach anyway. So keep that in mind when you think about good coaching, bad coaching, or no coaching because there is potentially bad stuff And there's people that don't pay attention. Another bad aspect of CrossFit, and I'll move on to the really fun, beautiful stuff after this, but another potentially negative aspect of CrossFit 
is the comparisons that people make to each other because time on the clock, weight on a bar, or I don't move as well as this person, I don't move as well as that person, da 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 da, they went faster, they're stronger, I'm not good enough, I just did this, or I only did that, this workout's too hard, this is gonna kill me, I'm almost dead, stop it. Just stop it, please. The negative self-talk and the negative thought patterns that people bring into a CrossFit gym are infectious. And they verbalize them and they vocalize them and they spread them around until you create gym cultures in some places, not all, but some, where people are constantly complaining about everything. Every workout's too hard. Every movement's too tough. It's always the worst day of ever. I always didn't go fast enough or I always didn't lift heavy enough. Sometimes that stuff is good, but a lot of times it slows progress exponentially because when people speak ill of themselves it means they're expending words and expending energy in the negative instead of either like that energy could be expended more effectively in an effort to help you and others simply by supporting someone else why do so many people in so many gyms i'm talking about every gym I've ever been to, people engage in negative self-talk and that's a really sad reflection on our society as well and you got to think about that stuff because when people come into a gym, they ultimately bring the mindset they carry with them in their lives outside of the gym, they bring it into the gym. We all do it. So you get to choose whether or not you talk shit about yourself even though the fact that you have stepped into a gym in the first place, you chose to get off the couch, you chose to do something for yourself that will help you be a better person if you do it correctly, a better father, a better mother, a better friend, a better student, a better professional in whatever industry you're in because you are challenging yourself and you go into a place where it actually is pretty cool to support others without judgment. So as long as you're not spending your time in the gym talking shit about yourself or talking shit about other people which is super embarrassing it's you you just got to cut out the negative self-talk you got to cut out the negative talk about the workouts all right if you don't like it that much don't do it find something else you have at least the illusion of free will do something else you don't like doing wall balls don't ever do them but guess what they're part of crossfit you don't like you hate thrusters, you hate wall balls, you hate pull-ups, you hate running, you hate rowing, you hate this, you hate that. Cool. Let's all use the word hate so frivolously that it loses its meaning. Just throw it out there for everything. I mean, this stuff is good for you. Movements done correctly are good for you, and it's not that you hate the movement. Reflect on that. You don't hate the movement. You dislike the fact that it is challenging and you don't like being challenged. Or you're so ego-driven, you don't like being good at something right away. You don't like the fact that it doesn't come with ease. Or you don't immediately see the return on your investment of time and energy on this particular movement or in this particular workout. You're thinking too small. You will have more positive conversations with yourself if you focus on the big picture, enjoy the ride, love every aspect of it, love the process because that shit is awesome. And that leads me into my last little bit of this rant, the beautiful aspect of CrossFit.
CrossFit and doing CrossFit, working out with people and suffering together and overcoming challenges together and learning about yourself helped me come out of, uh, helped me pull myself out of what at one point was a life-threatening depression. And it was because I was moving around and I found something that I was passionate about. And I got lucky enough to be able to share that passion with other people. And that helped me value myself. And there's a lot of other people, a lot of other veterans like me, that have gone into CrossFit gyms or have gone into weightlifting gyms or they've gone into any kind of fitness. And it helped them save themselves from themselves. Because of the camaraderie, although it isn't the same as it was when we were enlisted, it has the potential to fill that void at least a little bit. And that's an incredibly beautiful and powerful thing. And it happens for a lot of people when they get out of sports. Um, co- former collegiate athletes, they'll, they'll go into depressions because they don't have something to fill that void or that, or that challenge physically and mentally. But they find it in CrossFit gyms and weightlifting gyms and all kinds of stuff. And that's incredible. That's something you don't see on paper and that's something that not enough people talk about. But I'm happy to talk about it. Because I think more people need to know that the person you are listening to today is not the person I was five or six years ago when I first started doing this stuff. Because I was was missing something. I didn't even know I was missing something until I realized that I had filled that void with something. And for years now, although I, I like pushing myself hard, I care about the time on the clock to a degree. Is it going to make or break my day? Nope. Am I going to have fun pushing myself? Yup. Do I care about the weight on the bar? To a degree, yes. But not to the degree I used to when if I missed a lift, it would I'd allow it to ruin my day. Or if I didn't get the time I wanted, I'd allow it to ruin my day and throw a temper tantrum like a giant fucking baby. But a lot of coaches or owners don't address this stuff with their members and we as coaches and gym owners need to do a better job of connecting with people. And although I feel like I do a pretty decent job of connecting with people, I can always do better. And that is always my goal. That's the whole reason for this podcast in the first place. But the connection and the ability for a CrossFit community to uplift one another is an incredibly powerful thing. So the competition, although it has some positive aspects, it has some negative aspects. But if we can use the community and we place the community first and the competition second, we can move mountains together. And that's the potential that this whole CrossFit thing has. And it's awesome. Also, people have the opportunity to learn how to love themselves and appreciate their success and appreciate the little victories that come sometimes with doing these CrossFit workouts or hitting a PR in a lift. Or going faster in a benchmark workout two years after doing it the first time when it broke them off and they damn near suffocated because their lungs were about to explode. This is powerful shit. People can see the results in action because it is measurable and that's a cool thing. And there are a lot of other fitness styles that people can subscribe to in which there are tangible results. And that's cool. CrossFit's one of those. People could see their progress and it keeps them motivated and it helps them keep others motivated. So like with anything in life, there are good aspects, there are bad aspects, and there are beautiful aspects. But it's something I, I think people need to talk about more because I, I love CrossFit, but I love weightlifting a bit more 
But I don't like the egos. Maybe it's because I'm on the coach's side. Or maybe my ego's too big and I think, hey, y'all, I know more about this than you do. And I'm making an effort to help you get better. And maybe I attempt to impose my will too much. I don't know. I know I, I definitely used to when I would you know, yell at adults in an incredibly condescending manner. Um, but that was part of my journey. And those were, that was more in relation to issues with myself. Uh, but once I realized I wanted to connect and just make sure people knew I cared without question, I got a lot better at what I do. Because I wanted everyone to feel as loved and cared for in a gym as I always wanted. There's, there's a lot that goes on in the gym that most people don't see if they're there for an hour or two. As a gym owner, the thing I loved the most were the sidebar conversations with members. Those are the things that changed my life and I think helped improve the lives of others. That's where the connection happens. When people open up and they get to know people because they're going through something together. And regardless of how someone walks into a gym, they're experiencing a ton of challenges outside of the gym. And we as members or we as coaches or we as gym owners need to do a better job together connecting. Because CrossFit is a powerful tool. And this element of fitness known as CrossFit can be a tool that if we get on the same page and choose to utilize this tool to improve the quality of life for everyone that walks into our gyms and support each other without judgment, with open hearts and open minds, it can be a part of that thing that changes the world. And that's what the There Is No Quit mindset. That's what this podcast is all about. And a lot of it is motivated by my experiences with people in CrossFit gyms. If you have any feedback about this podcast, let me know. My email is joshua.baumgarten at gmail.com. Baumgarten is spelled B-A-U-M-G-A-R-T-E-N. If you enjoyed this episode or any other episode, please leave me a review on iTunes or share this with someone that you think it will help or share it with someone that you think might agree or disagree. That's what it's all about is simply creating awareness and helping people reflect on stuff. And be sure to follow There Is No Quit Mindset on Instagram and Facebook and follow Jushman. That's my personal Instagram. Always putting up stuff to help people on both those pages. That's what it's all about. Making the world a better place through positivity. I love you. Thank you for making the time to listen. I appreciate you. I hope you have a great day or a great night. And more importantly, I hope you have a great life.